But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the dismal tide. Another week in the tide. We are a uh, often sidetracked sports gossip and culture podcast. We cross the line to libel uh, regularly. Um, my co-host, one Michael Johnson, joining us as always. Say hello, Michael. Hello. You can see my FIFA Ultimate team behind me. I I can't. The listener sure. can't. It's actually pl- pretty blurry from with the the Zoom camera. It's not so great. And uh, joining us as he is uh, contractually obligated to, as I give him a five dollar a month retainer on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> Ed Ed, the wonderful Kibo man, is back. Hello, Ed. Hello, what's going on, guys? We're here to talk about Jason Tatum's commitment to lunch. <laughs> oh, he loves lunch. He loves chips. He loves Subway sandwiches. Um, um, he loves um, Provel cheese, I think, is the name of the cheese in St. Louis that they love over there. So, yeah, he's, he's committed to those things. There's a St. Louis cheese? Yeah, they, they love it. Um, I My friend Mitch, who people might know on Twitter as Fertile Lover, he is a big um, proponent of Provel as well because he's from that area. It's um what the yeah it's what they're like they have their own pizza which is like a cracker thin crust with this amalgamation cheese, um just all over it and they they love it. That's all they can talk about. <laughs> I did sounds no I'm I'm I've never had it. I'm aware of it. It seems sort of like uh like a almost like a Taco Bell Mexican pizza sort of thing. Um, where it, it, it's it, it makes it sound more like a dip than a pizza, but uh, Jason Tatum Ruffles, as I mentioned uh, right before we started recording, my grievance uh, with them is that uh, when you wipe your hands, it looks like blood. Okay, noted. They're very they're very red, and uh, it's in a disconcerting way that when uh, at time that you're uh, using napkin, uh, they're it's blood red. I uh, last night for the That's first time color ever. I want from food. Uh, speaking of red food, last night for the first time ever, I just happened to have chopsticks and flaming hot Cheetos. So I finally ate them with chopsticks. And you know what? It's a superior <laughs> delivery system because it stains your hands for a full day. It does feel ridiculous. That feels ridiculous. It was a little silly, but they really stain your hands. Like it's. You feel like I'm trying to think of like anything else, but like specifically that comes to mind that will like stain under your fingernails for like two days, like turmeric and flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> and just like anytime I cook with turmeric, I would just want to wear fucking gloves. I don't need this. I, you know, and could I shower? It, Perhaps. Will I? It nah. stains all your utensils. You're like uh, your plastic spoons. Uh, your your uh, kitchen towels, everything. But you know what? You gotta have it. Um, it also fucked up it? my mortar and pestle. Like I had to yeah. like just make a spice blend, and now I had to like literally run that through the dishwasher, which probably doesn't seem safe for stone, but whatever. I'm sure it's fine. Did you? What? It, uh, I can't tell you the last time I've been to Subway. I've not tried the Draymond Green sandwich, but I feel I feel like I should. Should we have a next week? We're gonna each get one of both. Everybody you know, has you know to. I mean? We're all gonna eat Subway on air. Yeah, that's the one. We're gonna. Yeah. Get. I'm sorry you. I'm sorry you missed Subway week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It's called the Drapolte steak. 
<laughs> and it is um, steak, provolone, peppers, onions, and um, Southwest sauce. And do you have the uh, the Jason Tatum sandwich is up as well? Let me get um, – got to pull that up. Um, I'm in the, the Subway featured sandwiches. Um, it's called the Bacon Tatum, and it's oh, turkey, yeah. um, spicy jalapenos, which I don't know why you have to put spicy <laughs> in front of it. Seems like you just get what you get yeah. when you order jalapenos, right? <laughs> and um, and this is the, their, their copy, and you guessed it, bacon, and you'll get Jason Tatum's go-to foot long. Okay. Like, how mad would either of these guys' trainers be if they actually ate this with any regularity? Uh, I think if you took the bacon off the Tatum one, it would be fine. What else is on there? Turkey and and jalapenos. Okay, spicy jalapenos. Oh yeah, I forgot spicy. About that part. Yeah, they zing, they pop. <laughs> and Draymond's is just the steak and cheese with Southwest sauce on it. What is Southwest sauce? Chipotle sauce. I'd imagine it would just be Chipotle, Chipotle sauce. Mayo. Right? Yeah, it's like Chipotle mayo. Yeah. I really don't know what. Um, an NBA player or any professional athlete is is eating on a day to day basis. It's uh, I I do imagine that uh, they don't have to really think about it. It's just there. Yeah. Well, I was um listening to the Red Sox game today, and they were talking about Nelson Cruz, how he's completely changed his um approach. So he has his own private sleep room at Target Field, and he also now has his own private chef. So Hell yeah. He he does not have to think about eating at all. It's just all given. It's all everything's there for him. Doesn't have to worry about anything. I like that. I like having a private sleep room at work. That's good. Well, yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> but what was that, what was the sleep room before it was his sleep room? Was it did it just like seamlessly transition? Was it somebody else's sleep room? I don't know. It, it like, might have been. He saw like a gardener asleep back yeah. there. He's like, get the fuck out of here. You know what this <laughs> is now? This is my room. This is- <laughs> I I would think best would be just like you just put an airstream trailer in the parking lot for him. You could give him a golf yeah. cart and, a, and an airstream trailer and right next get, to the TV truck. Yeah, you could have a lot of fun with that. You could decorate it however he wants. You could put up like a like beer signs and stuff. <laughs> there was that um, yeah. during the the Texan season of. Hard knocks. They made a really big deal that JJ Watt went and slept in like the equipment room for some reason, and they put like a time lapse on. It's like this guy's just so committed to football, he's sleeping at the facility. Like, well, okay, yeah. JJ well, Watt, sure. he lives for that stuff though. It's oh, yeah. just like it's he has. To, if if anyone thought that he wasn't working out, it would kill him. But. <laughs> He just had from from the if if someone sees him outside the gym, he immediately panics and it explains that he's actually on his way to the gym right now. Yeah, he just grabs the nearest bar and starts doing pull ups. <laughs> no plays off. Just never had never had fun in his life. Like he's the the, the only thing that he does outside of being in the gym is, is charity work, which makes him exempt from uh, uh, from criticism forever. Um, it's like. No one, no one's going to tell him to uh, uh, to stay off Twitter and stick to sports. Yeah, you just that's point the, to his Hurricane Harvey relief fund. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the advantage that you get by being uh, the sort of like uh, extremely try hard guy. Like uh, it came up to there was a thing in the Athletic today that was sort of uh, I didn't read the article because I've let my Athletic subscription lapse. Um, 
So uh, when Twitter prompts me to read the headline before I retweet it, I just I cannot. I, I just can't. Um, <laughs> and it, it wondered why, uh, just like, why does Neymar seem to be so hated? And it just like he's uh, and I have to assume it mentioned multiple things that I mentioned in there, which is that he's the most expensive player of all time. Um, he plays for a club that is genuinely evil and uh, he arrives to practice in his own helicopter and but i said the, the the alternative to that is if you got one guys who just shut up and work hard you you get baseball who are just wondering why none of their players are ever famous <laughs> my contention too does anyone actually really ever think of neymar anymore because he's, no, he's I, not the best he's not the best player on his team he plays in a a league no one cares about um, Brazil stinks. It's not like I don't think Neymar's on the top of anybody's mind when it comes to anything. No, no one uh, outside of the Champions League, no one uh, pays attention to Neymar at all because yeah. uh, week to week, no one's watching League One games. And even uh, during the Champions League, people are talking about Mbappe. They're not talking about Neymar. Like yeah. any lead up to a Champions League game, it's Mbappe, Mbappe. It's never Neymar. Did uh, did PSG win or lose today? Did they get knocked out? They, they went through. Yeah, they beat. Uh, well, actually, they lost to Bayern yesterday, but it was and it was enough uh, to go through on goal difference. Um, they probably easily could have won that game. Uh, Neymar hit the bar and the post. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's just like what if yeah, having a team like imagine a guy. Uh, worst case scenario, an NFL team because then you got fifty three of them. We have fifty three guys that are just like Jay Bruce. And <laughs> well, we're bringing back the DH this year, so you're gonna get yeah, your it just like just next year. Um, who is for all I know a perfectly nice guy, but just unremarkable in, in, in <laughs> every way, personality wise. And just like we need, uh, we every single person th- uh, this team needs to just be out of the way, uh, no opinions, just like what do you uh, just like, yeah, I sure do love to play the sport, and just like that's that rules, man. Thank you. The, um, but yeah, uh, Neymar, I, I, I guess it goes back to, uh, he does like th- come world cup time. He does a lot of rolling around. Um, and I think that <laughs> infuriates people, um, I think a lot of it too, is just, he's kind of, he never has lived up to expectations. So people kind of resent it because it's like all this talent and everything. And he's never been the player he was supposed to be. So I think that has a lot to do with it too, because it's not like he he doesn't have the type of greatness that exceeds any type of criticism. If you know what I mean? Like he's not at that Ronaldo level where he can basically do whatever he wants, but nobody's going to say, Oh yeah, this guy isn't one of the greatest of all, of all time. If you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's as, yeah, as good as he is, he, he didn't go on to become the sort of transcend. It, 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 he sort of missed his window to be the best player in the world when when Messi and Ronaldo started to, to tail off, like in, in recent years, Messi's numbers are still ridiculous, but he doesn't run. Um, so it, like if you're actually uh, calculating uh, who the best player in the world is, um, it has to be someone who plays defense. He just, yeah. it, he, he just, sta- he stands there and waits for the ball, which at, at 30, it'll be 34 in a few weeks. Um, I understand that you can't run that hard forever, but um, 
but no, it, it's uh, uh, Neymar never really went on to that um, almost impossible level to reach, and then uh, and then Mbappe came behind him and then became the the better player. Uh, while we're on soccer, it seems like uh, my wonderful Atletico Madrid is going to cough up the La Liga championship. I think they're ahead by a point now, but they were up like nine points a month ago, and they can't seem to keep guys on the field. It hasn't been going as well. You're flailing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well, the good news for you is that Real Madrid beat Barcelona uh, yeah. at, over the weekend, which means you you still control your own destiny. Right. Uh, but you're going to have to win all those games. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be tough because I think that the I think they play Barcelona in Barcelona and I think they play Real Madrid in. Well, you know, Real Madrid They go to Real Madrid to play <laughs> at the Bernabeu. Well, they're not playing at the Bernabeu. They're oh, yeah, the they're playing. The, yeah, they're playing at the, the Real Madrid Castilla uh, yeah. Stadium, um, which. Uh, so <laughs> what is it out of the city? No, um, it's it's just at their training facility because they're renovating the Bernabeu. Yeah, they're taking this opportunity to, uh, to you know, to to do some much needed improvements, which is fair enough. But it does look odd that you show up to play Real Madrid and it's in the stadium that fits like five thousand people. But I don't know. It's a stupid year. <laughs> it's it it's uh it, it's uh. I do uh, now that now that it seems safe to do so and the people are vaccinated. I very much enjoy having fans back um, for for baseball. It seems like it's being done safely enough. Um, baseball was rough last not, year. Well, not in Texas, of course, but but yeah, having even having like what the five thousand people that fit inside City Field with uh, with the current restrictions, like they they make enough noise. It actually uh, pro- like provides some sort of atmosphere. Um, it's uh, no one seems to be uh, uh, making any sort of scenes um, except for that one guy who got kicked out in Milwaukee uh, and had it out with the police. But uh, apart from that guy, um, it seems to be going well enough. Yeah. The only other thing was um, Bryce Harper correcting that guy's pronunciation of Acuna. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Brendan. No, no, no. It's okay. Go ahead. I'm gonna. I'll find the video. I'll play it for him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there's a fan at in Atlanta. Well, it's not really Atlanta. Like, I we can. That that that's really bugging me. That discourse. But, um, the guy goes, um, hey Bryce, you'll never be as good as as Acuna. And you can just see Bryce looks back at him and like starts like drawing it out. He's like, it's Acuna, like. <laughs> it's it, a, um, it's an Enya. Yeah. And JT Riamuto, I can't, okay. I, I shouldn't be talking about how people can speak, but he's just right next to Bryce laughing his head off. And It, it is embarrassing to be a fan yeah. of, of, of Acuna and not be able to say his name. Like, full stop, can't say it. Yeah. Or not, can't, probably never bothered to try. Just, um, shit. Sorry. I meant to put that in watch together. I just started blasting. Oh, uh, you could just I, play it in. Just play it in the microphone. That works for me. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Here we go. Let's do this though. Oh my gosh! Hopefully, I don't have any pornography up. Oh no! All right, here you go. 
if you try. You'll never be as good as him. You'll never be as good as Akuna. You can try as hard as you want. You'll never be as good as Most obnoxious type of man. That's <laughs> teaching you how to say your favorite player's name. That is well, it, it's what I've d- described uh, from like time spent at, uh, at at minor league games when there's when it's quiet enough and there's just there's not enough people and it's very clear that the <laughs> players can hear everything you're saying. Like that's something that might have gotten lost um, like in a in a full stadium, but it's something that you could just lay you can just lay into the dugout for for hours until until security gets involved. Um, what else is going on with my sports teams? This, I mean, we'll just do we'll just do a nice little sports roundup. How's your sports you could, life going? You used to be able to sit, well, you could sit in the outfield. You could yell at people in the outfield for a while, and they can they can absolutely hear yeah. you. But at Fenway, you can yell into the bullpens, and they can hear you. And um, that's a problem in Boston. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, or at uh, at at in Philadelphia too, at Citizens Bank, uh, yeah. you can all sort of like you can stand over the bullpen and just and just scream down into it. I'm sure someone's like dumped a soda into there before and gotten kicked out. The Yankees, whenever the Yankees are in town, they have their own security throughout the bleachers. And they're not, um, they're very obvious about it that they're with the Yankees because they have big Yankees jackets on and they all look like ex-cops. And yeah, they're just there to um, make sure nothing gets screamed at, which they're not very good at. (laughs) That... I, I still uh, support the full-on uh, European-style um, uh, oh, oh, visiting sections with the with maybe I like to believe that we don't need the uh, the police like uh, partition like the cordon that just comes down like a uh, two wide yeah. police <laughs> who are just <laughs> who are standing there to yeah. get in between fans. Um, but I, I I feel like that would uh, make for a, a much better environment than just having them just scattered throughout, especially because like, I you know, uh, like, I don't know, I, like the idea of like going into an NFL stadium as an opposing fan uh, seems like the worst idea. And it, the thing is, it works. It would work in the NFL more than any other North American sport because it's once a week. Um, people do travel. It's not like it's yeah. baseball where there's, you know, six six games a week. No one's going to be able to travel for that. And as someone who has been an opposing fan sitting in a stadium, it's not fun, especially when you're like um, 12 and getting screamed at <laughs> yeah. by Dolphins fans for, who think they, you know, have okay. any type of um, reason to yell. Yeah, I went to... Um, uh, Dolphins Patriots game the year after the Patriots first Super Bowl, and um, yeah, it was a lot of like screaming, fluke, um, things like that. Like Marino is still the best. It's like Marino's been retired <laughs> oh, for so long, this, man. They saw the writing on the wall on yeah. that one. They're just like, this yeah. guy's coming. This Brady's coming for us. <laughs> and I just got this the worst supper of Dan- my life. It's gonna it's make our Dan look like shit. Yeah, because. I think um, people forget in the like from like 2001 to 2007, the Patriots could not win in Miami, even when they were good. And Dolphins fans certainly didn't forget. But yeah, no, it's no fun. And um, my brother-in-law is a Chargers fan. 
So for his bachelor party, he just wanted to go to a Chargers game. In the closest um, they played to Boston that year was in Buffalo. So he went to a Buffalo Bills Chargers game in Buffalo. And that was the most unsafe I've ever felt in my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. Because he had a Chargers jersey on. And the Chargers, of course, just like romped them. This was like Danny Woodhead. This was the game where Danny Woodhead got hurt and got carted off. But um, it was, you know, this was still like playoff winning divisions Chargers. And this was EJ Manuel Buffalo. And there were just these like four guys behind us who just the whole game just silently standing, staring at my brother-in-law. And I'm like, I'm, I might have to fight today. I don't want to, <laughs> but I might have to. Are you a big enough guy? Can you handle yourself in a fight? Yeah, I could. I mean, I it would suck, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd, 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 defend, I'd defend people, but. I would be, I, uh, if I were standing next to somebody wearing a Chargers jersey in that situation, I would be of no solace to them. <laughs> I am I am tiny as hell. They would not feel like I had their back. I would have their back, but odds are one quality shove and I'm out of the way. One 250 pound man. I, I there's nothing I could do about that. You know. I, yeah. I've, Buffalo I've guys been, are big, I've, but they're Buffalo not guys are big. strong. They're not strong. I've, Very I've drunk. never I've never been in a fight before. Um, and I I very much doubt my ability in a fight. But I feel like my only strategy would be something that would be like to sneak up on somebody. And that's that, that's like much more criminal than just like being in a fight. <laughs> yeah. My, can't do Assassin's Creed. You, can't, you can't leave. You can't. <laughs> if, if, if you sense a fight is starting, you can't go walk around and get behind them. <laughs> like that's it shows a sort of premeditation that. <laughs> That that more than just being kicked out of the stadium means you're getting arrested. <laughs> I mean, I have been that guy before where at a, I went to a Bruins Canadians game in Montreal in the night before went to the casino and won like $300 on the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man two slot machine. Oh, sick. <laughs> so I had unlimited drink money. And so by the second period, I was um, very obnoxious. And the Bruins were up like two to nothing. And I was going, um, I was getting, I was enjoying it too much maybe. And people behind me were um, not happy. And then um, the Canadians tied it. And I just hear everyone behind me is doing all the chants I was doing back at me. <laughs> but then the, the Bruins ended up winning on like a John Moore third period goal. That's almost and worse. I don't think I've ever been happier. Yeah, but then I'm leaving the I'm leaving the stadium, um, Bell Center, completely oblivious to what's going on. Just chanting, "Let's go Bruins!" Here we go Bruins! And my brother-in-law, who is with me, just kind of has both his arms on me, like looking side to side just to make sure that you into the back yeah, of a car. Just basically, <laughs> yeah. I we were at a bachelor party, like I, I guess it was probably two years ago now, uh, and our friend is a Braves fan, and he, we brought him to a Phillies game, Phillies Braves game specifically. And he was such a prick. He, he really was. And I know he's going to hear me say this. Um, he wasn't harmful. He wasn't like cursing, but he was the loudest dude in the section. <laughs> and he was really talking was. Sh- like specific shit on all of the Phillies players. And I believe that the Braves, did the Braves win or lose? I think they lost, right? I don't remember. I just remember that he won twenty dollars on a like on a bet with ridiculous Dave, bet um, about whether or not Dansby Swanson would hit a home run, and he did. 
he had like six that year and that was one of them but no uh he was uh yeah he was there and uh he was getting abused by some guy like two rows behind he's just like atlanta huh the bunch of well you marry your is your cousin that you married is she your cousin she is she here it, just doing just doing that and just be like man like i showing uh, a, a deep ignorance of just how rich that the neighborhood they put that stadium is <laughs> um yeah Phillies fans didn't put their best foot forward to argue with mike they that, did not that and the, there was also uh uh the, the, there was the guy sitting behind us um who noticed that there were like 13 of us together he's just like wow it's just like bachelor party and like who's the who's the groom and we pointed at Wade, and he, the guy, just reaches his hand down. I was like, ah, "My condolences," and just <laughs> doing one of those. <laughs> doing one of those. <laughs> now that's funny. Happily divorced. He, he did. Like, I think that guy literally said that he was happily divorced. Yeah, he just <laughs> that. Um, you can't you know, even feel bad for Mike in that situation because like when we were younger, he went to a Phillies Braves game and he did the exact same shit and he came back so butthurt about his ruined Braves jersey because somebody threw a cheese cup at him <laughs> and nailed him. <laughs> when, by, the, he would really see like funny... he's going to give it to me when he hears me talking all this shit about about his actions at Phillies Braves games because each time he comes back and he goes like, but if you think about it. I wasn't that bad. Like I was just talking. <laughs> if you think about it, they were ridiculous. He, we, uh, him and I were the last two into the stadium that day, and he was getting yelled at from the second we walked through the gate. <laughs> so, so they were they were getting him worked up about it before before we even got to our seats. But that's that's how it goes. I don't know. Um, I, I. I um, I'm excited to go back and, and, and sit alone at City Field. And, I, uh, uh, I'm i going to a Sixers game next Wednesday. I am fully vaccinated uh, on Friday. And uh, Dave and I are going to see Sixers Suns. I'm excited. Game. I haven't done, yeah, I spent 100 bucks on the ticket. So. Well, see, that's the trouble. Sixers are good now. You're, that, that's your life. Screwed. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, so yeah, if I was going to spend, it was like, it was like 80 bucks or something to see like the Grizzlies or a hundred bucks to see the Suns. Like, all right, let's, you got to see the Suns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. And, and seeing as, uh, Boston teams have all been competitive for, um, 20 years, mm -hmm. uh, has that, uh, destroyed, well, Red Sox tickets I know are, are, uh, are very expensive by baseball standards, but um has, has that just made it uh unaffordable to go to everything now oh yeah the bruins completely unaffordable you can't touch a game now for less than 80 dollars for like the top row of the balcony yeah. um celtics if they're playing a bad team you can tickets aren't bad um patriots the only way i go is if um my mom's co-worker who has season tickets doesn't want to go then i can go for face but yeah, I mean, Red Sox, same during the week. If they're playing like, you know, Toronto, it's, you know, $20, $30 secondary market. But yeah, if it's a week, any weekend game, impossible. Bruins are impossible. It's no fun. 
the Mets, I was looking at, um, it got rained out, so it doesn't matter. But on Monday, uh, there were tickets for, uh, uh, against the Phillies for, for solo tickets for like $10. You know, it's up in like 424, you know, or whatever. Like, uh, but, uh, but I, I don't care. That just puts me further away from everybody else, which is ideal. Yeah, the Red Sox don't even have solo tickets right now. They just have the pods. Like, you can either um, two or four is how you have to buy tickets. Oh, um, well, actually, I don't know. It, it, it potentially could be, but uh, just because it was through StubHub, I guess uh, uh, someone was just selling the one, which, I mean, uh, worst case scenario, you get stuck in someone else's pod. Mm-hmm. So then you're just there with uh, just three uh, goons uh, who you've never met before. Actually, hadn't considered that until now. <laughs> um, but uh, and I think um, I think there's another. Uh, uh, I'm off on Mondays, so I'm always looking for Monday tickets. Um, so I think I think uh, Monday, May 24th. I think it's ten bucks to see the, them play the Rockies, uh, who have of course been uh, you know traded away their uh, uh, best player. So never been a better time to go see the. They Rockies. traded Trevor Story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> joking well, actually no he is he was better than arenado last year wasn't yeah he? Arenado, well it, yeah his uh arenado uh sort of came off his peak um but his, uh his numbers right now would disagree with you well it's needed a <laughs> needed a change of scenery he's on, and he's, also, on he's on my team and you know what frankly the good fans of st louis uh they deserve him to be at his best the best the best <laughs> fans in sports they're so knowledgeable they knew that nolan arenado uh would uh, come back like this because they've uh they, they, they've not not even through analytics just through old school just like uh he just needed soul. yachty he needed yachty to set him straight <laughs> it, it's so beautiful to see yachty or molina and don arenado uh you know lace him up for the same team it's it, it is it's it's beautiful. We love to see it. Uh, Goldschmidt, then Arenado in the batting order. You know, it's the way baseball is meant to be played, and they're doing it the right way in St. Louis, and they always have. That's right. And also, Trevor Story probably will be gone by June because he's not re-signing there, so he'll probably get traded too. Uh, I have really enjoyed the uh, the Sixers, uh, just Philadelphia sports talk at large this week. Because some scathing story came out in the athletic about how much like control non football. Well, you you know the the biggest like sports argument is like putting analytics guys in charge and all the classic uh-huh. just like how are you not gonna have a football guy making these decisions has been the entire topic of Philly sports radio all week. It's like you get you know they're running all this through the analytics department and you know analytics have their place I'm sure, but. Uh, they can't be having the final say, and that is every caller calling in and saying the same thing. It rules. <laughs> Here, the number that I I I roughly translate that to like it should be me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just imagining. Oh, some, you're breaking up there, Mike. Hold on. Geek they hate, and then they're just from. from am I back? You're, you're back. back now. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm, de- I'm declaring myself back. Yeah, they're they're thinking about some geek they hate from work, and they're just and they're just like that guy doesn't know anything about football, and just getting more and more mad about it. Just imagining this guy that that they know has been hired by the Eagles instead of him. <laughs> I they they literally like I was listening to like the big show today, Mike Missinelli, 
And they literally played like uh, an interview off YouTube of one of the guys in the Eagles front office. And he was basically like talking about how he got the job. And it was just like such an innocuous interview, you know, just like, you know, I had this degree from here, from Harvard and, you know, just analytics and just wanted to get my foot in the door. And I did, I got really lucky to get this job and, you know, I'll keep developing into this. And then they, the interview ends and they go back to the radio and they're like, absolutely disgusting. Like terrible. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's just this guy earnestly talking about how he got his job and like, and, and they take this guy and they give him a front office job and they're listening to this guy. It's like, yeah, he sounds like a pretty nice guy. He sounds pretty reasonable and knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> it just just like they play the interview and then they're just like basically all the hosts just like put their hands up and like what else do we have to say this is pathetic i actually don't know anything about football analytics like just genuinely nothing uh i obviously baseball was always on the cutting edge of that stuff and i know that uh uh a lot of all the soccer ones now as well but for for football genuinely i don't know any of the advanced metrics I've never heard of any of them, they, especially uh, especially considering that uh, ESPN is just the, exclusively NFL talk or um, or who's out on the nets. Um, that's the only two things that get discussed on all of Get Up and First Take for four hours every morning. Um, it, it is whether or not uh, James Harden is, is healthy and um, and in for two whole days in April talking about how Aaron Rodgers uh, inflexibility of his contract is, is hurting the Packers long-term. And just like, I can't believe you're talking about this on April 12th. It's incredibly boring, but anyway, I'm sorry, Brendan, go ahead. Uh, I've forgotten what I was going to say. Well, football. you will, football. you, yeah, you will oh, have yeah, football yeah. analytics the only football during analytics. fantasy, fantasy sports, right, right. people, depth of target, um, catch radius, spark scores. Like yeah. The, the rating, they really have gotten very good. Um, yeah, these guys in fantasy football analytics would have been uh, really tremendous slave traders because they they can really just like tangibly grade your raw athleticism and your intelligence, at least in their eyes. Well, that is that that's always been the criticism of the NFL <laughs> in a way. That's that's what people say about the, the about the combine. It's just like this draws a lot of very ugly comparisons. <laughs> to to some much darker times and get and the god i i can't i can't well, deal with any more but then it also either. it proves how dumb they are because the whole thing going out of the combine was that dk metcalf wasn't that athletic <laughs> i remember they were like he doesn't have burst yo i totally convinced myself that he was he was not going to be able to do it i completely did i was just like these idiots in my fantasy football league taking him in the late first round these in the, fools. He can't the, go left. He can't go left and right. And the funny thing is, the last guy they tried to claim that about was Michael Thomas. Like that, he's not the the tape doesn't show how good he is. He's not athletic. He's he's bad. And then he's the best receiver in the league for a few seasons. That there's uh, there was a big argument uh, the other day um, where. The, they're talking about how Mac Jones, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, his his lack of athleticism and forcing him, which forces him into bad throws. And they played exactly one clip of a bad throw. And uh, Tim Hasselbeck did. And then Mel Kiper just laid into him. And and Tim Hasselbeck sort of felt like 
he he was clearly asked to find a bad clip of Matt Jones, <laughs> and like he sort of couldn't believe that he was getting held accountable. Like 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 this was his idea. <laughs> like he was just like, what? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like he was so like. <laughs> It's almost like they had to pull, like the curtain very nearly got pulled back. Where I, where it was yeah. like, I think Tim Alzheimer just wanted to be like, you know, they, they, we have, we have to argue about this. We had a pre-show. Like, I know, I know, I like, I know who Mac Jones, I know who Mac Jones is. I see, I know that, I know that this is not indicative of the player that he is. It's like, I, he just won a national title. I really feel like as I watch, as you watch, like all these these football things, these draft previews and shit. I really feel like none of the NFL professionals have any respect for Mel Kuyper Jr. at all. But no. and maybe I'm wrong, but that is just like certainly the sense I get that they're just like shut the fuck up, Mel. Even like even McShay, I, I believe that they like. I don't get the feeling that anybody likes Cape uh, Kuyper. Mel, he doesn't seem like a a fun guy to be around. He doesn't. No. Uh, he doesn't ooze personality. Doesn't ooze personality, and his whole job is really built on just like, I don't know. And it's not his fault. He's he's pretty good at his job, but a lot of it is just telling people that they were wrong for the decision they just made. It'd be it's like having to talk, talk to a guy whose like uh, car just got booted, and like he just can't stop bringing it up. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that seems to be his personality all the time. It's just like just constantly just bubbling beneath the surface. Just, rage <laughs> see like doesn't seem like a like a joy although well, he is he is in one of my in the in the all-time great uh jets draft compilation video uh he does have the the line where he just goes that i believe his line is uh the the new york jets fundamentally do not understand what the draft is about <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i think so there, i think he had a line this year there's like this is a good trade for whoever if you completely rule out uh any value in draft picks at all i think that was like the bears they did something i I could be i'm complaining a few key details i'm sure but just like saying something like that is like yeah if you're just looking at like getting a player sure but like they don't understand the value of these picks in any way shape or form and that's funny to me (laughs) um oh uh uh ed i was uh i mentioned to brendan uh, when he said that you were coming on, I said, good. I wanted to talk to you about cards anyway. Okay. Um, I've, I have decided, or I haven't decided cause I haven't done it yet. I have begun investigating the trading card market and I don't know what I'm looking at. And I have to say, I'm very surprised at how expensive everything is. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the last um, year, probably since March of 2020, the market has just gone ridiculous and everything's unaffordable. And should I be selling all my baseball cards? Well, are they graded? No, no. Then you're probably don't have anything and you can't get them graded because there's a 13 month wait at the grading company PSA to get things graded. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's more just like, it's all, it's all basketball and um, football where all the value is right now. Um, it's, it, it just went, the market just went nuts and it was mostly, I think due to the Zion and Morant draft class. So all the basketball products from last year were just secondary market were incredibly high. I think the Zion stuff has come down a little, but his cards were just, they were insane, like the thousands of dollars for 
base prism cards that were graded 10, things like that. And the other thing that's happened with cards is, you know how you used to be able to walk into Target or Walmart and they just have a bunch of cards by one yep. of the registers? Well, now they have signs up at Target saying, um, we only will sell cards Friday at 9 a.m. You need to line up. You can only buy three because the um, people are just reselling like a $20 box of, say, um, NBA Prism will go for $150 on the second that, day market. That's what I, I noticed when I was just like, um, like, oh, what if I wanted to get like a, a sort of just like pack uh, of a few, like, because I um, certainly not recently, but like, uh, like I, I, I played a, a Magic the Gathering um, probably, I don't know, 15 years ago. Um, but I remember, yeah, I remember packs were like, I don't know, like $7 or something like that. Like I, I, I imagined I'm just like, oh, what if I want to just grab a couple packs and just see what's in there? Just like start a little collection. And like everything is going by the case. Yep. for like uh i was looking at, at at soccer specifically not for the value mm -hmm. but just because like um i'm i'm wasting all my time in fifa i don't get to keep mm -hmm. all these they re they refresh every year I, I said i'm as someone who plays ultimate team i'm not allowed to make fun of nfts because that's basically <laughs> what i spend all my time doing um but uh but i'm looking at, at soccer cards and yeah it, it's cases of stuff for for an incredible amount of money yeah. Well, because the soccer cards are all made by the same company that make that have the exclusive contracts for the NBA and the NFL. So it's all Prism and um, things like that. And they make Champions League cards. They make EPL cards. And yeah, it's and they make like Euro. I think there were the Euro cards were released last year, though, because that's when the, you know, the tournament was supposed to be. But yeah, that's like I, I... but the thing with soccer cards is there was such speculation on them. Like people thought this is going to be the next big thing. So every product sold out, you know, 300% over the MSRP, stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I saw the, the, basically the only things that were available is the sort of limited run, like um, basically like player moments, uh, like, uh, like, like it is in FIFA, mm -hmm. like on the tops website, like for $10 each, you could just get it like a, a picture of killing Mbappe scoring against Bayern. You know, uh, basically just for that that one game. Mm -hmm. So, like that—that's what was available. Everything, everything else is yeah. uh, is is gone. Well, then, can one of you answer this for me? What is Top Shot? What is NBA Top Shot? What are you buying or getting? So, NBA Top Shot is um, a collection of NBA moments, which are just like a um, couple second highlight videos, right? Um, that are NFTs, which means each moment is encoded through the blockchain, which means they are, you know, exclusive to that account. It's really just a collection of videos that you you pay for, but they're in, they're you know each unique and specific, and they each have a serial number. And that's where I I did Top Shot. I made some money on Top Shot. I'm not going to lie about that, but I don't see it having any long term value. Because... So you just like hope to get, you just hope mm -hmm. to like sign up for Top Shot and then, oh, you got the Anthony Edwards dunk. Go sell it now. Exactly. Um, I got a LeBron one. I sold for 800. Whoa. Cade, my friend Cade, who everybody knows, right. he got a Tyrese Halliburton. And I'm not going to tell you how much he sold it for, but it was a lot more than I sold mine for. <laughs> and, wow. Um, yeah. 
So it was just like the lottery at the beginning. Like it didn't, if you got a $9 pack, you were making money. But now I think there's too many moments and things like that where the exclusivity is kind of gone. So the market's cratered. So could you, like, could I sign up for Top Shot and then just like, obviously you want to get like one of those iconic dunks, but like, Mm -hmm. is it also possible you just get like, oh, this is, this is Grayson Allen uh, setting a pick and roll and then making the pass. So my last pack was um, Zach Levine doing a dunk, JaVale McGee doing a dunk and Denny Advia doing a dunk. And that, that was my, those were, that was my pack. Absolutely nothing there. So yeah, it, it goes both, but then you can, you know, I have a Steph Curry that I got that it's gone down. Like, see the lowest ask right now is 142. When it first opened, it was like um 600. So I should have sold it, but I didn't. And, but there's no, like, there's no rhyme or reason to the market. I think now, um, I think it was a lot of money laundering at the beginning on all NFTs. Hell and yeah. I think that's kind of gone away. So um, the prices aren't as high as they were, but yeah, it, it's completely nonsensical. Like, unless they're, um, because it is, you can just go look at these. You're not really, they try to market as you're owning the highlights. Sure, but like ESPN's not about to send you 10 bucks to show yeah. a huge slam. It was the also, exclusivity. That's all it was. Yeah, and, and you can't really like, uh, you know, you're sending a, a DMCA notice to uh, <laughs> the, to to the NBA, official NBA YouTube account to please remove this clip of this dunk because it's affecting the value of your NFT. Yeah, because they market it as own the moment or whatever. And I don't feel like I own any of these moments, even though I technically do. Um, (laughs) Like there's like I never like it's not like I don't feel like I have to like, you know, oh, here's a Jason Tatum assist. I I have to make sure I buy this right now because, you know, it it was so good. I need to own a piece of it. It was more like, oh, this 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 um, Ben Simmons card goes into a collection if i buy it now and then sell it when the collection's about to expire um i can make i can make some money on it that's basically what how i saw it my younger brother was talking about nfts like right as they started up because he follows the 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 artist who made all that money beeple uh and he was talking about just like have you seen what beeple's up to it's like i don't know who that is (laughs) Like, I don't know what this sentence is you're saying to me. He's like, have you seen the NFTs for people? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, he made like a, like $100 million off these, though. Just, have, are you guys aware of people's uh, work at all? No, uh, I remember the story. But a yeah. lot of just like very disgusting looking like computer generated art of like, the one I think of is just like completely nude, no genitals, Joe Biden and Donald Trump boxing each other that came out right after the uh, the debate. If you want to look his stuff up on Instagram, he's beeple crap. Um, I mean, he's clearly a talented artist, but like how many artists have made like $200 million off their work? Not a lot. And he's certainly, not while, certainly not while they were alive. Certainly capitalized off the uh, the NFTs while, while like the market didn't know how to handle them. Yeah, you know, I can see it apart from the either money laundering or thinking of it as an investment. I can't. I I don't see the appeal of like owning uh, like highlights like that. Maybe if like 
you have money and you like just want to have something very exclusive like uh i don't know like the you know for example like the the martin screlly wu-tang album sort of situation like if if you want to be the one person who owns this one thing that an artist did that's one thing but like um i have you know there there's plenty of things that i really don't need that i've bought that relate to sports but like but like clips of it that way it doesn't make me feel like closer to it in a way like i'm very close to spending 200 dollars on the uh new puma future z's even though i've not played in the rec league in three years but i'm 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 seconds from pulling the trigger on those um but but like i i don't need to like the like certain clips like i i perhaps wrongly i just feel like they'll always be available i just don't care like that's what it really comes down to for like i don't you know i like you if there was a way to make it like actually exclusive to you like if i could if i owned the nft for that dwayne wade lebron james like dunk where dwayne wade's got his arms out to the side it's like i couldn't make anybody stop using it so like what's the fucking difference it's also like imagine if you did have the power to be the only person who could see it it's sort of runs against like what's good and enjoyable about sports is the communal experience of it all <laughs> it's just like yeah i'm just like all right well what, what's like one specific like arsenal thing we're just like the 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 robert Pires tackle on patrick vieira in the game against juventus in in 2006 um that that led to the fabregas goal and the 2-0 win at hybrid i'm just like all right so let's say that's being removed from the internet and the only way to ever see it again is to buy it and you just send like, this guy five dollars or something well just like that, but like all right so it's just like i gotta refinance my house in order to <laughs> make sure that i'm the only person who can see uh the pires tackle on viera uh it, and it, <laughs> it 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 feels it, it it wouldn't it wouldn't feel good both for me or for basically everyone else who would then resent me for being the only person who was allowed to see it but it doesn't matter you own it it doesn't matter what they think mike Ah, I don't know. I can't live the Screlly life. Not many of us can. It does. No, I can't. I, I can't do it. I can't. Uh, I, I can't. I can't be the one who who owns the thing. Screlly life. To Rick Rick James Ghetto Life. Yeah. Screlly love. I'll, I'll keep the first one in. Probably not the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, if yeah, if the card market were to if the bottom falls out on that, um, uh, I, I'm interested. But I don't think I I don't think I can get in at this point. I don't think I can uh, sink enough money into it. Yeah. Now's not the time to get in. I mean, and NBA has I'm, come down a little, but it's still I'm not. Very frustrated at the card grading agencies because I have thousands and thousands of cards like i debate i have a baseball card collection from when i was a kid and i know you said most of the money was in basketball and football there is have, some money in baseball but it's not really in the older stuff because it's more in like um the newer stuff you know like acuna and um soto those that's where the money is well then i'm that's fucked <laughs> like, yeah, like i i did see um for like the soccer cards i saw a uh, uh a ronaldo card from when he was at uh at sporting 
in in like 2002 that someone was selling for a half million dollars um and i guess uh you know good on whoever held on to that (laughs) but um uh, uh especially you know 19 years later um but but yeah i guess with um you know when it comes to like the nba it's people it's not always a, a promise of anything but it's relatively clear who the superstars are going to be so like trying to get those rookie cards so that you can just hold them for a couple of years like i uh, i can see why that's so much more competitive like if, uh, if, yeah like if a guy is going to be top three uh, like, you know, just see, or especially like as it was like with Zion, you know, <laughs> where it was just like, all right, well, this guy is the, uh, the, the closest to LeBron that we've seen since. Uh, so it, he, he's the one to invest, uh, you, um, to, to, if you're going to spend your entire paycheck at target on cards, you know, that it's, it's all in search of this one guy. Uh, in, in a, in a change of topic slightly, I just saw this this clip just came up across and I forgot about it from last night. There's a there's a clip of Luka Doncic uh, like hitting on a ref uh, one of the female referees. Oh no! And uh, Austin, I think. Yo, oh, you saw this clip too, and and just like the how excited all of his fans were to like come up with Chuck Norris jokes afterwards. Uh, it was really pathetic. I'm trying to find exactly what he said. I forget, but it, but like you see, he's like talking to the female ref, and he's saying something about a foul, and she just doesn't fucking get it. it, it she's like, he's like the foul on your heart or something. He says something. I think it's like, fouling in love with you. That, that's it, fouling in love with you. It, but he goes like, uh, I'm foul, and she's like, what foul? And he's like, no, 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 I'm I'm fouling. He's like, what foul? Which foul? And he's like, I'm fouling in love with you. And she smiles and then just like grimaces and turns away. Yeah, she didn't look happy about it. And all of the Dallas Maverick fans came out and just like, well, she's pregnant with twins now. That's all it took from Luca. Yeah, eh, this will be a uh, a difficult transition for uh, for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, not can't you, you can't tell the female officials that that you that you love them. No, they 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 got a job to do. They, um, you gotta relax. You can't. You can't be doing that. You're it, 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 it juice doesn't seem worth the squeeze, frankly. No, it's. Uh, it also feels like you gotta. You gotta know that like you're gonna get yourself in trouble doing that too. Like there's, there's nothing but cameras and microphones around you, and like it's a big deal that the there are women that are uh, officiating the game like there there's a lot of attention on this uh i did also see that uh iranian state tv had to cut away from uh, uh Savannah massey ellis uh apparently 100 times uh, uh as because she, she was one of the uh, uh linesmen um in i think the united game over the weekend it was uh it was improper to be uh showing her on screen and you can see now here, I've got the Luka Doncic thing up. There's really no point in putting the sound on because you can't hear him saying anything. You just kind of see like multiple angles of him like mouthing the same thing over and over. And then you can see her reaction to what she says. This is re- going to be a, this is going to be a technical soon. If, <laughs> if, 
And by the way, that but that that's that's how you cut it out immediately. <laughs> it, yeah. If that would have been really blo- funny. If actually. she just blows the whistle right there, like, oh man, does it? Uh, it, it he's gonna look like a much bigger asshole. Uh, I would really, I, I didn't know that that's what I wanted to see until you just said that because just the fan reaction from Luca, like trying to like pretty boy his way into like, just like, I I mean, he's just, I don't, you know, he's just trying to have like a funny moment. It seems to me, but like, it's just not appropriate. And just seeing the fan reaction to that would be very funny. I would very much like to see, oh, yeah, you can't even talk to anybody nowadays. Yeah, yeah it's this cancel culture bullshit. The NBA is too soft. That's that's my new favorite one, is that um, things are too soft now, is what, what you see for everything. Uh, my, my coworker is a legitimately good dude, but he, he has those classic old man takes about how the NBA is played now, and the fouling, and especially in relation to uh, uh, Embiid and Harden. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to say to you anymore. You don't like basketball, then, because this is yeah. the way it's always been done. It's like, don't talk to me about Bird. Bird got to the line too. Bird also really Bird. didn't go to the basket near the end of his career because he physically couldn't. <laughs> he had a jacked up back. The, you know, it, it, it's too much is made of like. And, and like hard fouls in the early nineties, you know, like they still got punished, you know, may, maybe, uh, like ejections still happened. Like, you know, uh, the, the rules were still the same. Um, it, you probably could get away with more, but, but even then it's just like, you know, nobody, uh, like Jordan never like put somebody in a triangle choke. It, it's, Except Steve it Kirk. gets taught. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like no, like people talk about it. Yeah, like in between all of the MLS action we see Sunday nights on national TV, it is now time for another season of one of my favorite epic dramas, Game of Thrones. So we're just gonna go there. MLS meets Game of Thrones. Talking about like, some of these may be a stretch, but everybody's many an expert on that era now because of the Last Dance, including Andre Pirlo's Jon Snow. Well, you want to go back to and Nat Borchers is torment. Uncanny. Oh yeah. Someone else also compared Sacha Cleston to Littlefinger Peter Baelish and David Ostead as a white walker. Want, yeah. Rude. But let's take it further. Nick Romano, obviously the wall, nothing gets past him. Michael Bradley, Jamie Lannister. Both just have an unrelenting warrior spirit. Kai Kamara. Different sport. Entirely. Oberyn Martell. Uh, I want a four-point line. That's what I want. Skilled, and he is excellent in a duel. But what about some teams as houses? DC United. They are House Targaryen, once undoubtedly mighty, and now fighting to recapture some of that former glory. All right, all right. Someone we'll dribble. Stop there before we go too far off the deep end here. And then. Put- but what MLS and Game of Thrones comparisons do you have for us? Let us know. And to keep up with all your favorite players. Osted, Romano, it Bradley. It's a better game because of the passion. It's it's a more beautiful game when no one is athletic enough to create any separation. Yeah, you know, you're, they're in it for the love. It's a war they're... of attrition. It's all just like layups with guys' elbows in your ribs. Yeah, like I'd love to. Sport. I'd love to watch a millionaire scream at teenagers <laughs> who aren't making anything. That's why I love college basketball. I love watching Jim <laughs> Beheim 
<laughs> um, pop a blood vessel screaming at a 17 year old. That's his, what that's what his, I'm in. That's what I'm for, in there for. Yeah. Jim Beheim, 138 year old Jim Beheim is screaming at his at his 18 year old son. Because that's been the the only college basketball story I've ever noticed the last couple of years. Is it's always Tom Izzo getting in trouble for screaming at screaming at one of his players. I really like the idea of Rick Pitino like having to explain to everybody except his players about like what's in the past is in the past because his players <laughs> are just too young; they don't know any of it. Oh, to change subject a little bit because um, everyone seemed to be talking, especially today on all the, the shitty sports shows, how Anthony Edwards doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is. That rules. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't because see he's, that. Yeah, he's going into, he's buying part of the team, um, right. part of the Timberwolves. So they asked, you know, Anthony Edwards, like the new, um, like, what do you think about the new owner? And he's like, what? Um, they're like, Alex Rodriguez. He's like, all I know is he's, he's going to be the owner and he's going to be signing my paychecks. And it's like you didn't know you don't know who Alex Rodriguez is. He's like, no. And <laughs> doesn't interest me. Yeah, and I don't the thing, like the current owner. I'm not gonna like this guy either. Yeah, he, he fucks me up. I He's mean, a waste, the, he the wastes was, my time. The kid was probably Anthony Edwards. Being the kid was probably born in what, like 2002. Yeah, I checked. He was 14 when A Rod retired. Right. He didn't even yeah. see good A Rod. Yeah. yeah. I like, barely saw good A Rod. Like, so why the, would he remember him? Like, the only A Rod that he knew was uh, was steroids. It was suspended steroids. A Rod. Yeah, if he, he even knew that, at he, pro- all. he yeah. probably knew like would have known 230, 24 home run A Rod, just completely ineffective. Yeah. And I think the thing with Anthony Edwards too is when he played every sport as a kid in high school and like growing up. So he was a baseball player. He was also a football player, a basketball player. And so I don't think he had time to sit down and watch TV to, to watch yeah. A-Rod. So why but, would he have any idea who A-Rod is? It's, but it's uh, yeah. Th- there is sort of that uh, phenomenon where like a lot of guys who are extremely good at the sport aren't particularly fans of the sport. Yes. Like, <laughs> um, you know, it, it like they don't just sit down and, and watch game. Like there are plenty like, you know, uh, of course, Magic Johnson, who's t- uh, too big of a fan to even work in the league anymore. It, uh, <laughs> he well, but, he needed to tweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, had to get back to it. He just simply loves the game too much to not talk about it. But, um, but no, I mean, on an extremely small level, that always it would drive me insane. Just like playing rec soccer games, and just like, what do you mean? None of you have like ever heard of anything. Like, <laughs> like you figure that like we're all here like playing. Like, I assume you got like a watch, like nobody, like no one's ever heard of anything. And I, just, uh, like, this is incredible to me. I say to the, the kids at work, uh, not unoften when they'll ask, like, if I watch some big college gymnastics meet, it's like, no, I don't watch. I don't watch gymnastics when I go home. Like, why not? And the only one I ever the only the only thing I ever say back is generally something along the lines of like, you think Gordon Ramsay goes home and watches cooking shows like he's got other shit to do. That's um, it's, it's, it's high praise for yourself. It uh, is or but, or very you know. negative, depending on uh, uh, how you think of, of Gordon Ramsay. But Michael but, Gordon Ramsay is an excellent chef. Uh, yes. Um, excellent. Uh, excellent person uh, to be decided. Um, made a lot of money by, uh, by being a, a, a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Apparently his kitchens weren't very nice to work in, but I don't think that very many were back then. So no, um, 
but uh yeah also you can't really tell uh the kids that like why don't you watch gymnastics and you're just like it doesn't interest me it's like, yeah i watch other sports i watch real sports <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna probably edit that out <laughs> telling a bunch of kids telling all the kids that they need to stop coming here and just get into baseball have you ever you heard know, a lot more sports fun. though well i always like to tell kids when they quit um you just like you know, primarily I'm, I'm working with girls and just like, go sign up for another sport. Like you put a lot of work into this. And generally speaking, girls don't play that many sports. Like, you know, go, you're, you, you got very strong by the time you were like 13 years old. And now you're sick of this shit. Like go do something else. Go swing a bat really hard. Yeah. You can jump higher than most of your friends. Like you should, you, uh, yeah. uh <laughs> you can have aerobic something. exercise. Most people that, you know, um, I remember an interview with Michael Conforto, um, who is from Seattle and he's never heard of Nirvana and just going like that. That's just uh, it's not good enough. I'm like, they got, they got like, they got museums for them out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. As it turns out, um, people who make it as professional athletes, uh, aren't normal in any way because in order to get to that level you have to be something of a freak with that i think we're going to end this episode we're about the hour plus mark um this has been the dismal tide i'm brendan that's mike follow ed ed why don't you plug your stream and all that all right so yeah i every sunday come watch some youtube videos with me at twitter i mean at <laughs> twitch.tv slash Kipo underscore underscore man. I actually have, I just bought the URL, keepoman.com. No underscores or anything that links right to the Twitch. It's easier. Whoa. So you just, just do that. Yeah. And um, yeah, follow me on Twitter, Kipo underscore man. Keepoman.com. Thank That's you for right. joining us, Ed. We'll see everyone in a week. Goodbye. I tear my heart open. I saw myself shut. My weakness is that I can't do much And my scars remind me that the past is real I tear my heart open just to fail Drunk and I'm feeling down And I just want to be alone A piss cause you came around Why don't you just go home Cause I channeled all your pain I can't help you fix yourself You're making me insane All I can say is I tear my heart open I sew myself shut And my weakness is But I care too much And the skies remind us That the past is real I tear my heart open Just to fail Tried to help you once Against my own advice I saw you going down But you never realized That you're drowning in the water So I offered you my hand Compassion's in my nature Tonight is our last stand I tear my heart open I sew myself shut And my weakness is too much And our scars remind us That the past is real I tear my heart open Just
I'm sorry, but I gotta move. 